Welcome to the Infertility Stress Podcast, where we talk about how to care for your mind and your nervous system during your fertility treatment process so you can reduce your stress and anxiety and prevent fertility-related burnout. I'm Michelle Kapler, fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified reproductive specialist and feminist mindset coach, and you've got episode 65. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Today is the second installment of my series called Fertility Clinic Confidence Episodes. During this series of quick and easily digestible episodes, I will be sharing bits of knowledge and questions to ask to help you feel more confident while navigating your fertility treatment process. This is one of the first episodes of its kind, but if you were listening to this down the road and you want to find these episodes, they all start with the acronym FCC, so you can either search for them using the FCC acronym or you can just scroll through the list of episodes and find it right in the title. In today's episode, I want to talk about the three most important ways to give yourself permission during your fertility treatment experience that will allow you to navigate your process with greater confidence. The reason why I think this episode is so important is because when you are the person with eggs and ovaries, you are most likely socialized as a woman. And when people are socialized as women, they're taught to always look outside of themselves for authority or permission to make a decision or take an action. And the problem with this in the fertility treatment experience is that because there is still so much that we don't know about how human conception and fertility works, we are left with a lot of unanswered questions during this process. When it comes to making decisions in this process, there are usually good data points to support going one way and equally good data points to support going the other way. Our doctors and care providers can weigh in with their expertise and interpretation of the data and make recommendations, but at the end of the day, the way we move forward in one way or another as we navigate this process largely comes down to our personal orientation toward the whole thing, meaning how we are thinking and feeling about it. And this comes down to your status of physical and mental health, your individual tolerance for risk, your values and how they apply to the decision, your tolerance for the unknown, your willingness to experience physical and emotional discomfort, and most simply, what you feel like you're up for at the time that you're making the decision. These are highly individual factors that can change over time and how they apply to your next cycle and multiple decisions that you have to make within that cycle are wholly at the discretion of you and of course your partner if you have a partner in this process. So knowing that the way your fertility process looks is most reliant on the criteria that I just mentioned, here are the top three things that I want to encourage you to give yourself permission to think and do during fertility treatments. Number one, give yourself permission to ask as many questions as you need to in order to fully understand your unique process and your options that are available to you. This comes up almost daily with my clients and clinical patients. They are taking next steps in their process, whatever that means for them, or they are on the verge of making a decision on how to move forward in one way or another, and there is something or maybe many things that they don't quite understand. And when I suggest that they book another appointment with their doctor to ask further questions or maybe email their nurse, they will often say, well, I don't want to bug them. They're so busy. I don't want to be annoying. So first, just to say, it is highly unlikely that your care provider will think that you are annoying for asking questions about your medical process so that you can understand what's happening and make decisions accordingly. But let's say that they do have these thoughts. First, 
You have no control over what other people are going to think, feel, or do, so it isn't a good use of your time and energy to try to control that. Second, it is your right to have all of the information that you need to make a confident medical decision. This is a basic tenet of ethical medical practice, and it's called informed consent. You have a right to fully understand all of the steps, aspects, risks, benefits, and options prior to making a decision on how you want to move forward in your medical process. This does not make you needy. This does not make you high maintenance. And this does not mean that you are annoying. And if you feel that your questions are resulting in your doctor providing you with less than the best care. And what I mean by that is if you feel dismissed or brushed aside, you have the right to seek a second opinion or to switch clinics entirely. Which brings me to number two, which is to give yourself permission to switch doctors or switch clinics if you are not getting the answers or the care that you are wanting or needing. I have worked with thousands of patients over the years in my clinical practice, which means that I've heard about many doctors through the eyes of their patients. I've also had direct discussions with many doctors about this. And the thing is that every doctor has their own unique approach, opinion, bedside manner, and method of conversation. Some are more straightforward. Some are more available to their patients directly for communication. Some are more up for discussion than others. Some are more protocol-based and some are more creative and willing to look outside the box. And how the patient relates to all of this is so highly individual. In clinical practice, I'll have a patient come in in the morning and say, wow, I just met with Dr. X and she's so up on the latest research. She knows so much. She's amazing. And I just know that she's going to help me get pregnant. And then later, the very same day, another patient will come in and say, about the very same doctor. Ugh, Dr. X is awful. She's so cold and unfeeling. She has no compassion. She just wants to talk about the research and data, but isn't interested in hearing from me. And the truth is that no doctor will universally please everyone all of the time. There will be things about every doctor that you like and things that you don't like. And let me tell you, doctors know this. Doctors know that they can't be everything to everyone. So most of the time they don't try and they shouldn't. But when you are in a position of trust with somebody on something that's so vulnerable as going through this journey, the chemistry does matter. It matters. There is research that actually showed a correlation between patients' trust in their care provider and better clinical outcomes. So if you don't have a good rapport with your doctor, if you feel that their method of communication is not meeting your needs, if you think that you are not able to make a confident decision about your medical care under their guidance, please give yourself permission to find a new doctor or at least find a second opinion. Same goes for the clinic itself. If you are assigned a nurse that is dismissive or unwilling to answer your questions, if the ultrasound tech is unskilled and the physical discomfort of your exams are beyond your level of tolerance for discomfort, if your care coordinator does not return your phone calls, give yourself permission to ask for someone else or to switch clinics entirely. So the third thing, and in my opinion, the most important way to give yourself permission during your fertility treatment process is to give yourself permission to have your own back no matter what happens. If something doesn't feel right, 
have your own back. If you make a decision and then don't get the outcome that you were hoping for, have your own back. Don't use hindsight to beat yourself up for making a decision that you made with the best information that you had at the time. If you and your partner disagree on something, have your own back. If you get pushback from your clinic for asking for what you need, have your own back. As people socialized as women, we are conditioned to always second guess ourselves and to look outside of ourselves for authority when making decisions. What if you were the ultimate authority in this process? If that were the case, how would you get to think about making the next decision or asking the next question or requesting the next change? All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. I'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, you've got this. If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to know more about how we can work together, you can head over to my website, michellecapula.com. There you will find information on becoming my clinical patient if you are an Ontario resident. You can also find information on working with me as your coach from anywhere in the world. Head to michellecapula.com and click on work with me to learn more today.